Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Welcome to episode 11 of the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Today I'm talking with Stuart Hunter from Futurely, an app that helps you forecast your cash flow. Welcome, Stuart. Hello, Amanda. Hi, and uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation because I, I just think the more we can automate cash flow and help people, the better. So before we get into that, though, Tell me a little bit about yourself and and how you got into Futurely and what you've been up to. Yeah, so thank you uh, and uh, thank you for having us, uh, I guess, on the podcast. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. My name's Stuart Hunter. Um, I guess from the accent, most people hearing this uh, in there, you will probably hear the overseas. So I, I uh, originated from the UK. Um, I have worked in accounting pretty much my entire career. Um, straight from school, I, I got into, uh, I guess, AAT, as they call it in the UK, um, for, I guess, basic bookkeeping and tax comp. Um, after completing that, you know, I, I moved into a SEMA um, three-year education uh, role, I guess, and, and, and qualified as a SEMA back from the UK. Um, and my passion's always been, I guess, helping businesses change uh, and be, I guess, as proactive as possible. Um, so I guess the management accounts was always a little bit more interesting to me than I guess the uh, I guess the the tax computation. Um, Isn't it always? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, compliance is obviously a big part of of accounting, but yeah, for for me, it was being more hands on and and seeing, I guess that um, I guess the 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 impact that you can have on an ongoing basis where possible, whether that's, you know, good or bad, of course, but it was, yeah, just being, I guess, being more real time was something I always as, had strived to, to pursue. So I, uh, I worked in practice for around three, uh, three to three to four years uh, before completing, I guess, my, my SEMA um, or, or whilst learning SEMA, sorry, and then I moved into, I guess, commercial and industry. Um, so I've worked in a couple of different industry sectors, uh, from motor vehicles through to pharmaceuticals, um, and that eventually led me uh, to moving over to Australia, uh, which I guess I would now call my second home. Um, I've lived here for six years now, and uh, originated from Coventry, you know, so I'm, I'm not particularly in any rush to, to leave Sydney and go back to Coventry. <laughs> um, people get sent to Coventry, isn't that the... Wasn't that? It was, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, gladly, that was, uh, I guess, before I was born. I think it was, <laughs> you know, in, in the early 90s. But that's right. It's uh, So, moved to Australia, uh, I guess, started to, to pay more attention to the Australian market. You know, I did a couple of odd jobs here and there just while I fixed visa uh, issues. And, and I guess just making sure that I could, you know, stay in the country and, and pick up my career in, in accounting. Uh, and I guess that's when conveniently uh, being unemployed for a couple of months having just settled the visas uh, crunch boards um, I guess that job role uh, was brought to my attention 
Um, yes, because Futurely used to be called Crunchboards, didn't it? That's right. So we, when I when, when I first started with the business, we were called Crunchboards, um, and yes, we we, we avidly rebranded in February or January 2017. So my original role with with actually with Crunchboards was actually as a customer support. You know, so using um, using my knowledge and experience on working in accounting, uh, actually client facing, going through the process of actually um, preparing with financial statements, you know, working on management accounts, style relationships with with my clients in the past, um, and helping Crunchboards' new clients really understand the product, the platform, understand how to make the most out of it, um, and of course start to add that value to you know to the client side. Now, interestingly, over the last three years. Uh, my role within the firm has slightly changed and, and I guess I've grown as as the company has grown here in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and now I'm actually quite proud to say that, you know, I, I guess head up the Australian side of, of the firm, um, which for me is obviously, uh, it's, a, it's an awesome position. I feel very grateful. Um, but actually the impact, most importantly, that the tool is having on the, you know, the small business sector and of course the accounting sector as well. Um, you know that is is starting to to really come to fruition now. Um, yes, I will congratulations on that uh, meteoric rise rise through the, through the ranks. That's uh, that's good on you for that. I'm really curious as to I liked the name Crunchboards, and I don't know it kind of made sense to me, particularly in terms of the way the the app was set up. Yeah. What what was behind? Do you know what was behind the the name changed to Futurely, and because it's spelled interestingly as F U T R L I, is there a story behind that name change and how that almost it's a new word, really, isn't it? How that new word was created? It is a new word, and you know, it's a, it's a perfectly it's a perfectly reasonable question, I guess. Um, when Hannah originally designed Crunchboards, you know, the, the terminology and the thought of, you know, having a dashboard which you can, you know, crunch kind of numbers on, uh, you know, that was originally how the, the reporting aspect of the, the, the tool was developed. Now, the future, looking forwards, being able to project out, you know, the, I guess, cash flows, which is the hot topic of our conversation, you know, that was actually the, the main reason why it was developed in the first place. So having been in the ecosystem for a couple of years, um, you know, we, I guess, very quickly acknowledged that we were often being put into the same bracket as a reporting add-on um, and, and a way to, I guess, dashboard, visualize your numbers, which is still a big a component of the application. But the future and being able to look forwards was the original reason it was developed in the first place. So the rebrand came about as a way to, I guess, reaffirm why the tool is in existence in the first place and it's to help small business owners make better business decisions particularly being able to look forwards because from uh, i guess from the research and, and i guess the available tools which were in the market at the time none of them were giving hannah you know what she originally was looking for um over and above what you know and i guess an excel can do um so yeah futurely it is all around the future which is i guess the reason why it was developed the name itself in terms of the the spelling of it and um, i guess in today's world you know i guess a lot of a lot of words um, have probably been used already by other tech vendors um but yeah bit of a peculiar spelling um uh, but yeah the future um, is, is certainly what the the rebrand was all about and reaffirming that we are a forecasting tool um as well as a a, a reporting tool as well yeah which which makes sense and and it's a big thing that um i'm a big believer that, that the history is 
useful and it's a starting point. It's kind of your foundation. But the reality is your business owners need to be looking into the future all the time. It's not about getting the reports, looking over your shoulder at the history and that's it. It's, it's more about looking to the future, using that history as a bit of a basic basis for it so that it's, you know, some, you know, the foundation. But it's, to me, it really is about looking to the future. When you look like that, it's like when, it first, when I first heard of the name change, I kind of went, nah, I like crunch boards. It was kind of cool. But I get that, you know, certainly futurely the whole product is so much more than just a dashboard report and, and management reporting. And uh, so having said all that, let's just get a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of, of the cash flow side of things and how that, that sort of works with Futurely. And I guess to start off with, from your perspective, with your kind of wide background as well, varied experience, what's, why is cash flow forecasting so important as opposed to just doing budgets? I think the biggest difference is is the fact that most small business owners don't understand the difference between you know their end of year profit and their cash flow, and they're two very very different things. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, being able to draw on experience or working in practice with business owners, as well as working um, where I work today, you know, understanding your cash flow is a crucial part of actually keeping your head above water for any business. You know, majority of businesses rely on payment for their services or, or, or the products that they sell. But on the flip side, they also have to make sure that they are paying the people who are, who are helping them have a, you know, run the business, where it be rent, where it be utilities, be the ATO, their, their staff and wages. So get into grips with actually how much money you have today, how much money you're expected to bring in tomorrow or, or a period into the future, but also factoring in the money that you have to, to, to spend to, to keep your business uh, churning as a, a you know a well-oiled machine, it's it's probably the most crucial part. Now, I guess in comparison to a budget, which would be more so looking at a fixed point in time and and understanding how much money you can spend or how much you expect to bring in, um, that's I guess something which would be set in stone towards the start of a period, maybe the end of the financial year, which is I guess when most people you know look to to, to build their budgets for the following year. But a cash flow forecast is way more real time. You know it. It's accepting that businesses don't trade periodically. Businesses are trading every single day. You can't always rely on your payment days, where it be you as a as a payee or you as a payer. You know, people don't always pay on time. I think that's where people can come really unstuck is thinking, oh, great, I've got this agreement and it's, you know, I've got this project for X thousands of dollars. Goody, I've got money. I can, I can do X, Y, Z, but not taking into account sometimes how long it can take for that money to actually hit your bank account. Um, so leaning on from that, what's, when do you think is the right time for people to start looking at their cash flow? Like do you do it from when you start out in business? Do you do it only when you've kind of got a cash flow crisis? <laughs> um, do you do it annually? Like quarterly, monthly, what, what's your thoughts on on when to start and then how often to, to be maintaining and reviewing it? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And, you know, I think, again, coming back to a point I, I mentioned earlier, businesses are trading 
most days, you know, and I think there is there is never a bad time to start it, I think would be my, my honest answer. The earlier, the better, um, particularly in a startup phase. Now, traditionally, I guess the, the process of generating cash flow forecasts is, is normally quite expensive um, to, to have them prepared because traditional methods are a bit, a bit manual or labor intensive. And I will discuss, I guess, some ways in which future would potentially, uh, you know, alleviate that. But I, I personally think if you're looking to start a new business, it's probably one of the things you have to understand the clearest to begin with, other than the way that you are due to generate the revenue or, or the, you know, the, the services you're providing. How, as a business owner, are you ever going to be able to, to know when you can afford to grow as a business? And, and I presume most people who start small businesses would like to see them grow into medium-sized enterprises and beyond. And there is no way for you to be able to do that on the fly with any, uh, I guess, high percentage of success um, going on a whim. Most businesses will have a lot of liabilities um, or you know expenses that need to be paid first whilst they're in that kind of growth phase. So it's crucial part of understanding how much capital they have to start with, when they can actually afford to spend on things such as marketing or advertising, which should help you know have a boost in terms of the revenue opportunity or website traffic or, or whatever you know that, that that expenditure may impact but just spending money on marketing without actually understanding whether you can afford to do that is obviously a, a pretty uh unsustainable way of, of running your business so the 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 quicker the more understanding or the greater the understanding i should say in your cash position today versus what that may be in 30 days 60 days and 90 days uh, i think it's crucial um which is where you know the professionals in the industry, the accountants, the advisors, the VCFOs, that's where people like that can add so much value to, you know, the relationship they have with a small business owner by helping them with that forward projections, because it's a very hard thing to do if you're not experienced in doing it yourself. And that, so I'm going to come back to you telling me a bit more about how Futurely can automate some of this for us, because I know that's awesome. But just before I get that, you've just alluded to something I did want to touch on a bit more, and that is, you know, for most business owners, they don't really understand the accounting kind of bookkeeping functions in their business. And and for me, I always say it's not about you as an owner understanding how to do your data entry or how to be an accountant. You don't need to go off and learn those skills. But what you do need to know is enough about how the numbers flow through the business, what the reports are, how you can interpret, you know, what, what they're saying to you what you can look at to interpret them. So in terms of using FutureLens, and I want to get to the nitty-gritty of that in a minute, but would you, is it easy enough for someone that doesn't have a lot of bookkeeping accounting knowledge to do, use themselves, or do they really need to get you know, their accountant or bookkeeper to, to help set that up and maintain and run it for them? Again, really, really good question. Now, it may it may interest you to know that we have around, I'd say, thirty to thirty five thousand businesses who use Futurely directly. So that's not through an accountant, uh, not through a bookkeeper. That's that's customers who are in the cloud ecosystem. They really want a handling of their forecasts, and um, so they they come to use our product. Um, so ninety seven percent of all of those businesses have used the forecasting in our tool within the first twenty four hours. So I guess. It, the short answer to your question is anybody can use the tool. It was designed by a business owner, not by an accountant. So it was designed by somebody who 
is in was was in there and still is i guess uh in theory in in their shoes you know not necessarily having a wealth of knowledge in in i guess financing or accounting terminology but understanding that to get handling on their business and their metrics you need to be able to manipulate the data in a way which you find understanding and, and valuable not i guess a generic set of financial statements which you would be pumping out accounting platforms gotcha. now when we asked those 97 clients, 97% um, of those businesses who were forecasting for themselves, we asked them, how many of you, of you actually work with your advisor or your accountant? And actually that number was less than 20%. You know, so I think the technology can, can take you so far, but I do also believe that you, you should always be looking to have the added weight and experience and value of having a professional help you with with that process but the the tool was designed to be intuitive enough for anybody to pick up and and so far i guess the results are are given is uh, given as that message and, and look i guess the thing with that is what what that's telling me is that people in business can set this up themselves they can uh, do what they need to do to make it operational and then for me what i'd be saying is do that work yourself or within your team or your staff and then use your accountant, your CFO, your business advisor to look at it from the strategic level and the advice level. And I guess, too, the reality of it is the person in the business is is the best person to know, well, yeah, I expect this money to come in at this point in time. I know I have to pay this on this date and that's due on that date. You know, as accountants from the outside or even CFOs, unless we're really involved in the day-to-day, -day, we don't really know what those are. So you, we'd be going back asking all the questions of the business owner anyway. So rather they do that side themselves. So exactly. yeah. and, and actually, that's the way the system has been designed. You know, it's completely cloud-based. Perfect. So, so tell me more about that. So tell me more about... So I... Let's think of a listener who has a business, they want to start figuring out what their cash flow is. In rough terms, take me through the steps of what they need to do and, and perhaps a bit of an idea of how long it might take. Yeah, okay, fantastic. So now look, the tool predominantly works best with cloud integration. So we integrate with tools like Xero, with tools like uh, MYOB and with QuickBooks Online. Uh, you know, our API integration with cloud accounting software will continue to grow. Now, that doesn't mean you can't use it for a, a desktop solution, for a non-cloud solution, but your integration will be way more efficient if you are using cloud accounting. So it's something I would, I would avidly uh, encourage. Yeah. Once you've connected your data, Yep. Either manually or, or automatically syncing. Uh, the system uh, will only take five to 10 minutes to sync down all of your business transactions. Now, that will be from a historical perspective. Now, I guess from our side, what we do differently to all of the other vendors in the clouds, we pull journal data. So it's really transactional. So if you run a, a, a shop or a retail business or a hospitality business, you know, looking at your numbers weekly, it's probably going to be a little bit more valuable to you as opposed to a service-based client, maybe an IT infrastructure or, or a, an accountant, for example, who might be looking at numbers, their numbers monthly, bi-monthly or quarterly. So the flexibility in the tool means that you can actually use it irrespective of any, any style of business that you, you run. Once the data's in there, 
to get it set up in terms of being able to visualize, generate KPIs, look at you know your trend analysis as a business would only take roughly five to 10 minutes. Wow. Now, there would be an element of learning the tool to get familiar with the navigation. But once you get your head around navigating around the tool, the data is always there for you and it's syncing every single day. So every single day, the newest set of journals, the newest set of transactions, particularly for the cloud integration that you would have, you're getting real-time data feed into a more flexible, a more easier to understand business analytics tool. You know, so within 15 minutes, maybe half an hour of initially connecting your, your file to the tool, you could be looking at, you know, your business in a, in a very different way to what you're actually used to, to looking at as a, you know, as in comparison to maybe a, a, a financial accounting suite. So it's pretty quick. Um, you know, we've built a whole load of automation into the tool um, through one of our other uh, additional features in terms of our alerts. And the alerts features are going to, I guess, a bit of machine learning, a bit of AI, you know, a bit, a bit of smart built into the integration where we will analyze your last 90 days of activity across five core, uh, I guess, standard components uh, or measurables, such as your net cash flow, you know, your, your debt to day collection ratio, uh, your net profit, your gross profit. As soon as you connect your data, the system is going to create these high level alerts for you and it will aggregate your last 90 days worth of transaction history and then give you set you a, a benchmark or an average. And then every single day as we collate and collect your new set of data, it will start to give you prompts and say, actually, compared to your last 90 days, this element of your business has got better or this has got worse. So the, the tool itself starts to give you answers and efficiencies by highlighting to you where you should focus your attention. So that's all automatic. You know, there's, there's not a lot of effort involved to get to that point. The forecasting side of thing, the cash rise, which is, of course, the, the, you know, the topic of conversation. Um, most small businesses, um, for, let's set the scene, for example, small business owner wants to grow, needs some capital investment, be it a credit card, a loan or an overdraft facility. Now, they're normally given from the bank. So client goes to bank, says to Mr. Banker, you know, we, we this is the plan for the business. We need some money to support that. Um, the bank is probably going to ask for a cash flow forecast. Now, traditionally, the business owner would go to the accountant and say, you know, I need a forecast. This is the reason for it. I need it by X date. And, and you know, the, the accountants would go through the process of creating that. Now, interestingly, everybody we talk to, or me specifically, uh, when I'm demoing the, you know, futurely to, to new prospect partners, um, the, the traditional or the most common method would be to use the historical data, uh, drop it into an Excel template, uh, and then build a, a version of a cash flow, which is very manual. It's very labor intensive. And there's, there's obviously a, a, a fairly big element of potential error or, or mistakes that could be made. What Futurely will actually do is it will look backwards at your connected data. So as a zero file, for example, and it will create for you a three-way forecast, including your cash flow in about 15 seconds. Once the numbers are there, you can, of course, pull them apart. You can make changes. You can tweak any part of last year, which you know now has changed, whether it be a new supplier or a new vendor agreement. But, you know, within, you know, ballpark, within an hour of actually using Futurely, you could have a... a a really engaging, really high level, um, you know, graphically represented uh, version of your business. And you could also then have a, a version of the future, which can be projected out up to 10 years um, so that you actually get that forward and wow. backwards view. That's, yes, that's pretty awesome too. I, I don't think I realized it went that far out. I think most people, when you think cash flow, you, 
And you're looking at usually 12 months and sometimes even just three months in terms of, well, what's the next few months going to look like and how can we survive or, you know, what's that looking like? I need to make a decision about, you know, do I hire another person or say put money into marketing and, so also within, in you've got the capability of, uh, and I think this is really relevant mostly for the revenue side of being able to say, look, this line of revenue, we're expecting it in on these months and, and just completely can be quite specific about what's expected in when. Correct. So you, with the forecasting engine, you essentially see your entire chart of accounts, which automatically maps over from zero. So there's no need for you to have to go rebuild or map out your chart of account structure. That's done for you. And then under each line item within your chart of accounts, you can have as many different assumptions as you want. So if you've got a basic budget or, or, or I guess, set of data you need to forecast, right the way through to having a super complex cash flow forecast which has so many different moving parts futurely can handle every single line item individually and then collate that information to give you that kind of high level finished product um, so yes you can customize your payment profiles by vendor uh, by multiple vendors within the same expense line for example advertising we've mentioned twice you know most businesses nowadays play digital uh, they probably pay facebook probably pay google ads so you can customize the way that you need to pay um, based on the invoices and, and I guess the credit terms that those vendors are offering to you. So you can really build out a detailed cash flow forecast in the system. Now, the beauty behind what Futurely will then do is it will feed in your actual data as it happens every single day. So at the end of the month, you don't have to do anything to actually prepare your end of month budget versus forecast uh, variance reports. The system handle a lot of that for you so actually you then get that end of period review so actually you don't have to go ahead and, and again build that out in spreadsheets and, and have lots of moving parts and that and that's kind of cool because if you're then looking at the end of the month to say okay this is what we expected the cash flow to look like this is what it actually was can help to educate the business owner around things that are happening that are different so they can then tweak the future to take into consideration any any trends or patterns or any anything that's majorly different able to be updated whenever you want effectively isn't it yes yes 100 percent. and again coming back to an earlier a question you know when when should a business look at their cash flow well based on what you've just described as often as possible because the more you understand it and the more you're on top of it the more you will understand your business your customers you know your suppliers and you will be able to forecast it more accurately and the more accurately you can forecast it the less likely you are going to run into trouble and i think that's the the biggest thing which most businesses have is anxiety and vulnerability on the unknown being able to jump into your forecast and change it on the fly and um, you know is something that most businesses probably don't do you know you you mentioned before you know looking at where you thought the cash flow would be at the start of the month and then reviewing why it isn't there at the end of the month well you know businesses are moving on a daily basis so being able to jump in and change things as they're happening is only going to give you uh, i guess more clarity on what the actual cash flow looks like it's going to do rather than waiting to the end of the month the end of the quarter and then kind of scratching your head as to okay well that wasn't as good as it could have been um, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that one of the things that I love about it, and I mean, you know, your, your preachers have converted with me, um, is that, you know, the benefit of doing cash flow forecasts is, is knowing when, when things are looking tight, where 
you know, but you perhaps have a month where it is negative cash flow and do you have enough to, you know, to cover that or do you need to be looking, knowing that that's coming up in a few months' time, do you need to be looking at some short-term funding, some other alternatives to get you, you know, through that kind of rough patch? And, I, you know, most, most businesses have a couple of months in the year where, Things get tight for whatever reason, and it depends a little bit on the business. So this, yeah, it's finding when those things are, and then being able to plan for it and not, you know, run out of money. Um, that's the that's one of the big benefits I see in in being able to a do it. And I love the fact that Futurely does it so automatically. I I in my online program, I talk about doing it manually to start with so that you've got an understanding of what it is. But from there, to me, the logical step, once because it just helps people to understand what the numbers are and how they work. Uh, and then start turn on something like Futurely where you can have it at a push of a button and update it. So uh, I think it's, it's awesome. I love it. I do use it, as you know, and um, it's... Uh, it's just been magic for, for my clients that, uh, that we're using it for to have that information much more, more readily available. So, Yeah, I mean, again, just coming back to what you've just mentioned there, Amanda, I think the key is the understanding of what a cash flow is. You know, again, most, most small businesses, you know, look at their bottom line profit and look at the money in the bank and don't understand why they're different. And it's because they are two different ways of, of analyzing your business's metrics and numbers. So I think understanding is certainly key. But once you have that understanding, the more efficient you can make that process, the more time you have to spend on your business and not in your business. Absolutely. And I'm all about efficiencies no matter where it is. Exactly. And there's plenty of tools out there to help you be more efficient in anything you do, uh, be it data entry, be it just, you know, the way that you communicate with your, your customers or your clients through the way you run your business through the website. And, you know, on topic, you know, most most clients we talk to and, and uh, you know, any new partners, you know, one of the two or three things which they always bring up first is that they're anxious and they feel vulnerable because they can't see where they're going. Uh, and ultimately, I guess that's why Futurely was born. You know, that's why Hannah developed the tool to give herself, um, you know, in the previous business, she was running that visibility and that, that I guess, peace of mind at, at where her business uh, looked like it was going and, and anything which cropped up out of the blue, which I think is something you were mentioning before is, you know, that can be built directly into the, the, the you know, the, the products, the, the application itself, so that your cash flow is always moving as your business is always trading. From our side, there's um, that we do provide additional education and support for any business who wants to, who hasn't used Futurely before, but is, you know, having hearing this today is really interested to get stuck in. Uh, there's plenty of support that we would offer for businesses, be it self-learning help, or it's our internal um support team uh, or even just within the app itself so for those who haven't tried it um but you know are, are keen to look forward so I, I would suggest yeah yeah have, have a look and, and, and you've got a free uh like a free trial version of we do. I'll have two isn't there so people can kind of have a bit of a quick dabble in it and see whether what they think of it you know give it a quick run for its money and get their heads around what it looks like before committing to it as well which is absolutely absolutely um so i guess we'll uh, we'll maybe uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the, the talk amanda we'll put the uh, the email address um, oh, absolutely in the show notes we'll be putting links to to uh, links to futurely and um any other links that are, are relevant to help you 
get on your way um, if you're interested in finding out more about Futurely and using it. So definitely we'll, we will have those in the show notes. And so just leading on, you mentioned briefly there, we are talking quickly about efficiencies. Just an, a left field type of question, what, what's your favourite business app? other than Futurely, so you're not allowed to use Futurely, um, that you use and, and why and how do you use it? So-, so there are a couple. Now, one of them is going to be glaringly obvious because I imagine most people who use the cloud are already using it. But I'll be perfectly honest, I think the Google suite in terms of the Gmail, the calendar, and I guess all of the integrations they have built with other uh apps within the ecosystem for example um crm systems um for internal communication systems uh, i think having as many integrated solutions as you possibly can to help you run your business is only going to eliminate error um and things going missing for example and um, so i can't i can't actually speak highly or, or enough of, of the google suite um file sharing um education um, communication um, and the like and, and of course planning your day so google is one that i use an, an awful lot but also slack um for those who have a business which might have multiple locations or be in i mean in my situation you know our head office is in england so actually for us to be able to communicate on the fly you can't always get in front of people you can't always be on the phone but being able to communicate company updates development updates um even just hiring of new staff and and new business changes and strategies slack is what we use internally because we essentially now have four offices there's two in brighton um, and there's also two in australia so for us slack has been a fundamental part of running our business and making sure that everybody is fully aware of what's going on in all of the different areas it's a forum to share um, it also gives anybody within the business access to anybody within the corporate structure. So, again, it's something I would potentially encourage people to to look into. It's relevant. I, yeah, and I use Slack. I have uh, I have subcontractors and, and outsourced team around Australia, you know, working from different locations, and we use Slack as a way, means of communicating as well. And I, even though I only have a very small team in that sense, but it's a really useful tool for just yeah keeping track of each other and keeping track of projects so it's fantastic if you're going to recommend to our listeners one business book for them to read that's made an impact on it on you what would that be um really good question actually uh so there's one i've read recently and there's one i've read in the past so i might give two if that's okay amanda um so who moved my cheese uh is a book that i've read uh, by author spencer johnson um and you know it really just put into perspective that you know most people can get caught up in talking themselves out of making changes within their business you know it's a big wide world out there everybody struggles with problems every single day whether it's business or personal related and i think often some of those challenges can you know can hold you back and i think this book just gave gave me clarity and reassurance that you know nobody Nobody knows everything in what they're doing. Uh, and actually, you know, being nervous and uncomfortable isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, you should use those um, those emotions to actually drive you and make you want to prosper and, and be the best you can. So that is, is a book that really resonated with me, I guess, um, particularly from my circumstance, you know, moving from a, a client-facing role to actually now a, a SaaS software provider, you know, slightly different transition for me. And, and I, I must admit, at the beginning, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a change, and it was something that I hadn't done before. 
Um, so that is certainly one I, I would uh, recommend. Uh, and I think the I guess the next one, which everybody's probably read, is The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. It's a fantastic book. Um, and, and yeah, I can't, I can't recommend that one enough. Yeah, no, that, they're two great books. I love both of those. So, yes, uh, they're excellent. I, uh, yeah, I actually resisted reading the Who, Who Moved My Cheese book for a long, long time thinking, ah, you know, because the title, it didn't do anything for me. And eventually I picked it up and read it and went, I don't know why I haven't read that before, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a uh, it's a great little book and a quick, easy read too. It wasn't something that you know took a long time to to read, but full of really profound and uh, information when you really think about the what that parable is talking about. Really, really, really great. So thank you for reminding me of that one. I actually forgotten it. Yeah, it's, it's such a good book. I mean, one of my favorite. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. One of my favourite quotes from it was, life moves on, and so should we. And, you know, I think you have to embrace change yeah. because whether you like it or not, it's always going to be there. Well, and, it's, and the, you know, the pace of change in the world today is just massive. So if you don't, you're just going to be left behind in, in, in a blink of an eye almost. But but that's that's probably a conversation for another podcast because um, we could talk about that one for hours, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, so just to finish up, my one last question for you. What is the one piece of advice you'd give to our listeners to help them with their cash flow? Um, I think I've kind of mentioned it once or twice already, and I think the understanding of what a cash flow is. So your your business's cash flow would mean something uh, slightly different to somebody else because of the nature of most businesses are different. So my one, my one, uh, I guess one line of encouragement would be to understand what it actually means uh, in terms of where your cash position is today, and I guess the intricates intricacies of the in and out and then look at it and review it as often as you can over repetition you know you might not need to look at it every day or every other day but once you kind of do understand and you have a version of your cash flow forecast even if it's just a 30 60 day forecast at least you're going to give yourself that peace of mind so i you know some of the the high level anxiety and, and uncertainty should start to disappear which will then hopefully give you more time and energy to focus on other areas of the business, knowing that you've got, you know, a, a good understanding of the, I guess, the cash element of it, which is going to be crucial to the continual success. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I think, you know, too many people stay awake at night worrying about their cash flow and whether they can pay the bills tomorrow and they don't need to. All they need to be doing is to create cash flow, use, use FutureLeak, get their cash flow forecast and know what it's going to look like because it's in the knowing that you get that peace of mind and the ability to sleep at night going, you know what, yes, X, Y, Z has to happen, but that's okay, under control, I've got enough money for the next few weeks, I'm good, I can sleep, I can get on with, you know, doing business, whatever doing business is, and know that the rest of it kind of looks after itself. It's not taking your finger off the pulse, but just not having that knowing, I think, really takes a whole level of stress right out of out of. Uh, out of the picture which is which is important so um on that note uh thank you so much Stuart for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure to have you uh chatting and uh, I've learned a lot and I trust our listeners have uh, also learned a bit more and it's and to me it is understanding the cash flow and then the next logical thing from that is automate it and that's uh and that's exactly why I've had Stuart on this podcast so you could hear a bit about how we can automate and make that cash flow production so much more easily and quicker 
And uh, so thank you. Thank you, Stuart, for being on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a, it a pleasure, of course, uh, Amanda. Um, you know, I've, I've obviously read some of your uh, books in the past as well. And, and you know, it's, it's awesome to kind of share and have these environments where, you know, you can talk with your peers and, you know, just really genuine, honest conversations about the challenges that the industry faces and how we, you know, we're looking to help improve that for, for everybody. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.